1: welcome to the podcast about investing in startups where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible and those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts your host is nick moran and this is the full ratchet
0: welcome back to the full ratchet on today's special segment of investor stories the investors address trends, sectors, and markets that they think are positioned for outsized returns in the future. This is the segment called What's Next? On today's Investor story segment, we have Guy Turner of Hyde Park Venture Partners. Guy, can you talk about any sectors or trends that you're particularly bullish on?
1: Yeah, so it, it may be a little bit morbid, but one of the uh, one of the sectors I've been thinking a lot about is the death industry. So um, that can include anywhere <laughs> from yeah, I know, right?
0: <laughs> Taking it morbid here.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go right there. Let's go for the jugular, <laughs> literally. Um, yeah. So I I think you know several folks in our partnership have have gone through experiences of, of living losing an older generation. Um, over the last few years, and uh, something that we've all been familiar with, and what you realize is what a mess it is. So there's mm-hmm. some there's some parts of it that are very new in the sense that there are now digital profiles and accounts and all that kind of stuff that need to be shut off, and still no great way to do that. Uh, and then there's also all of the old offline stuff, like pre you know pre planning of um, powers of attorney and medical directives and estates and all that, and it's extremely antiquated still. So, you know, I've been kind of um, passively looking for solutions in that space and, and something I'm interested in seeing. And, you know, look, it's just a gargantuan industry. There's a lot of money spent on it, and it's still extremely old fashioned. So.
0: Guys, are there any sectors or trends that you're following that may have significant impact in the coming years?
1: Remember the thing that Brett said a couple minutes ago about being people-centric and not not thesis-centric? Yeah. Uh, And and I think that answers this question, too. It's like, you know, we try to keep an open mind. We have a broad net by strategy. um, And we'll continue to follow impressive people, whatever industries that they're leading. Yeah, I mean, I think by... By nature, the most impressive, intelligent kind of people who want to tackle the biggest ideas are drawn to kind of the next big things. And so we rely on those people to kind of figure out, you know, what's the cutting edge technology or what's going to change the world. And then we look for those people. I think that's easier to identify than Jonathan and and myself trying to identify what that's going to be. But in particular, VR. (laughs) (laughs) Big VR fans over here. We we just hired you know we just hired Blake Robbins who's amazing and um, he's much more bullish on VR so even internally we uh, we have fights about this all the time which is good yeah. I think that that's really healthy for a firm yeah he got a whole he got a whole rig the Oculus was released he bought it immediately he like custom built his computer he's really hype about it. Then I ask him what he's going to do with it, and he goes, "I think there's going to be a game I can play coming out." Soon. No, he's got more intelligent answers than that. That's true. I don't mean, but that again, else. it's. No, uh, I think that's probably one of the best things that can happen to any venture fund is to have just disagreements diversity. and yeah, yeah, tons of diversity of opinion.
0: Sure. On today's special segment, we have William Mugayar. William, what sectors or trends are you following? that may have significant impact in the coming years, uh, aside from blockchain?
2: (laughs) Well, (laughs) it's difficult to answer that outside of blockchain. But blockchain is an enabling uh, technology. I I am very focused on decentralized technologies of the peer-to-peer nature. Uh, I was involved with peer-to-peer back in 2001. That that is when it started, actually. Uh, I used to have a site called Peer Intelligence, which was chronicling the uh, peer-to-peer technologies. At the time, peer-to-peer had to do with file sharing and with music. It was the days of Napster and LimeWire and and the likes. But but that was the extent of peer-to-peer. But the concept is very similar, but now it's much more evolved. And now we can apply peer-to-peer to to business situations. So I like uh, the new sharing models that have a closed-loop economic value exchange where the network equity is in the network. Uh, And I think we're going to see a lot more models like that. And uh, it could be in the protocol that brings that value, or it could be in the service itself. So a lot of peer-to-peer. That is my main focus right now.
0: This episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Your startup is going to change the world, and the right corporate card will get you there even faster. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. On today's special segment, we have Madhavan Ramanujam. Madhavan, can you talk about sectors or areas where you see massive opportunity for monetizing innovation?
3: Yes, I think one of the sectors that we are working closely with now is anything to do with like, you know, virtual reality, augmented reality, machine learning, AI, and all kinds of cool technology that is in our near horizon. I think there's massive opportunity here, not just to uh, come up with the next best product, but also to keep a close eye on monetizing the products that people are actually bringing to market. Because when you have some fundamental new technologies that you're building you actually want to set the right expectations and even anchors around what your product is actually worth. I mean, if you start giving it away for free, people would expect it in the long run that it should be free. If you start charging earlier, according to the value that the product brings to the table, you probably have a better shot at monetizing in the long run. So I think there's a huge potential to monetize in this whole space. The temptation right now is to probably build stuff and give it away, and then sort of hope that you would make things up at the other end. <laughs> but that's a really tough road, and often does not happen.
0: Yeah, you mentioned AI, and it—it it seems like goodness, like three out of every four pitch decks I get either has yep. AI or blockchain in it, and yep. I can't help but think you know people are trying to shove these solutions these potential technologies against yep. problems that that may not warrant those types of solutions you know what are your thoughts on sort of these emerging technologies and if they're sort of the right solution to all these different problems
3: yeah exactly i think we see a whole lot of that i mean the simple question i ask entrepreneurs is what does your product actually do and they struggle to explain that sometimes and keep talking about ai or machine learning <laughs> without really talking about what the hell the product actually does right and then the, or what benefits do they actually provide you know the end your customers or what pains are the products actually solving what does someone actually gain i think focusing more on that and less of the technology is probably where we would see a lot of value there's probably a thrust to like use some cool technology or buzzwords to like just create some uh, noise but at the end of the day, I think you need to take a step back and say, is what you're building of value to someone and who's actually going to pay for it and how much? And is there a business case and a commercialization case around it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the investors love to hear the buzzwords, but I don't think the customers care.
3: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they care more about the benefits and less of the features and it doesn't probably really matter how the benefit was actually derived. You're right. I mean, it's otherwise it's just a bit of like jargons and stuff that you (laughs) want to hear. That will
0: conclude this installment of Investor Stories. If you're enjoying the program and would like to see it continue, take a moment and leave a five-star review in iTunes. Also, if you'd like updates on new content from TFR, as well as the top 10 VC articles every week, go to fullratchet.net and sign up for the newsletter. Okay, that will wrap things up for today. Until next time, overprepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for joining me.